Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 61 of Season 4 of Movie Around Minute, the daily podcast where we take a hilarious and poignant journey through the 1989 Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan rom-com when Harry met Sally, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me today is author and podcaster Tierney Steele. Welcome back to the show, Tierney. It's been three seasons since I've had you on. It's been a while. It's been a while. I I uh, I got busy writing a book so that I can now be introduced that way. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. That's a good reason to do that. You know, I I hope that's not the only reason that you wrote the book. You know, that would be that would be yeah. sad. That would be sad if that was the only reason you wrote the book. But you know, I'm I'm assuming that you have other reasons why you wrote the book. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've wanted to be an author since I and uh, since I was like five, so it seemed seemed like time. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. You know, because, you know, now you're like 25, so 20 years, pretty oh, good. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. That, that makes sense. <laughs> it's It was worth the wait, I guess. Yeah. And speaking of congratulations on going past the hour mark in your movie. Yes. A I was, fine milestone for all Movies by Minute podcasts. I was going to I was going to mention that, but you, since you brought it up, that would be great. And, I mean, since this is a relatively short movie, it's only, you know, 96 minutes. So that means we only have 36 minutes left. You know, we're, we're, we're at the, we've, we've, we're almost, I think this week we will actually pass the two thirds mark of the movie. So yeah, yeah. And, and then I'll start working on the next season. So, you know, I I don't mind. You know, that's fine by me. That's my, my goal is to always finish each season so that I can start the next one. You You know, I don't, I don't look, I don't look for breaks, you know, cause, cause my guests don't, cause all my listeners don't look for breaks either. They want to constantly, hopefully, hopefully they constantly want to keep, you know, hearing me talk about different movies. So why not? (laughs) (laughs) And if they don't, whereas I take the opposite (laughs) tack (laughs) where I do all sorts of different movies. But like my last one was apocalypse now where we hit the two hour mark and we're like, we're finally in the last act of the movie. (laughs) Right. Okay. Well, you got to remember I did do the great escape. So the great escape was the, you know, it was two hours and 51 minutes. It was or 52 minutes. It was 172 minutes. So, and that, that was my first one. So, and you learned. <laughs> I learned a lot from it. Yes, and and it's not that I learned that I shouldn't do anything that's long. I've just chosen different movies until then. I I do have another one in mind for a few seasons from now, which will reach the hundred and sixty minute mark, something like that. But for now, wow. for now, I'm staying between the uh, you know ninety minutes to to two hours, two hours and and change. You know, my, my, my next season is two hours and three minutes, I think, and Die Hard was two hours and eight minutes or two, two, two hours and 12 minutes. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm staying close, but it doesn't really matter. The idea is, you know, you just have to go through the movie minute by minute, however long the movie is. You know, I, I, I guess I could be thankful I'm not doing Lord of the Rings or the extended editions of the Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I love them. But I don't know if I can really. Which, I don't know if I can really talk which, that long about. It. Yeah, Norman Cass really took a, took a bullet for the community doing those. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, but thank you for dropping me into like my favorite minute of this movie. That's perfect. Wait a second. Did you ask for this minute? I don't remember. Did you ask for this minute, I, or just I randomly do, you got? I it? believe I asked for Carrie Fisher. Okay. I think that was my request. It could be. I, it's, um, it's been a few months, and she's just. You know, perfect in this film. Yes, but yes. I mean, you get her. You get her a little bit here. You know, we only you're only going to see her. I think today and tomorrow. I think by. uh, I actually no, sorry. She's also at the end of the week. She pops up. She's she's in the scene, but she doesn't say anything. Yeah. Yeah. And yet, 
she's like the driving force and has so many good points. Like when she's like, everyone thinks they have good taste and a sense of humor, but they can't possibly all be right. And I'm like, yes, you tell them. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. So yeah. minute 61 begins with Marie placing a potted plant in the room and ends with Harry blowing his top. So we ended things on Friday with a quick shot in the, I guess, new apartment of Marie and Jess, where Harry and Sally are there. They brought a potted plant. And Jess looks at this wagon wheel coffee table and says, it says home to me. And this minute begins with uh, Marie walking into the room and going, all right, all right. We'll let Harry and Sally be the judges. What do you think? Yeah. And, you know, first of all, I, I love the way that, that she's, she's trying to be uh, democratic here, even though there's no reason for it at all. You know, as, as, as most. Yeah, Harry and Sally don't get a vote. No, but they even don't live here. but even if even forget about that, Jess doesn't get a vote either. Okay, I I don't know what's like in your house, but in my house, when it comes to these type of things, my wife makes the decisions, and it doesn't matter what I think. You know, I have you know she she complains that I have too much uh, closet space, and you know hers is ten times as much closet space than mine. But you know that's the way it is. You know that that that's the type of thing that 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 guys uh, have to deal with, and most of the time just say okay, no big deal. You know. <laughs> I, I'll let my wife design the house as much as she wants. You know, I'm I'm not going to have a a wagon wheel or a coffee table sitting around and <laughs> hoping that uh, you know it'll bring back nostalgic memories or something like that. If she if she were to say to me get rid of it, I would get rid of it. You know, that's yeah. what it comes down to. Because you know, I, I I have trouble you know figuring out you know when the kids are, are dressed if they're if they match or not. You know, like I, I don't yeah. I don't really know how that really works. But that's fine. You know, we we all have yeah. we all have our uh, our skills. My skills are movies, <laughs> not not matching clothes. <laughs> well, I actually was a frustrated interior designer in that there. Is, if you believe in alternate universes, somewhere out there, there is an alternate universe. Tierney Steele, who one hundred percent has a degree. I actually met someone who went to college and got her degree in interior design. And it was funny, like helping her study because she's like, you know, people think it's just like walking in and like putting a throw pillow somewhere and she's like i have to memorize all these stupid she was working on like different color tones and the names of them mm -hmm. and having oh, to wow. like memorize all these different color names you mean like the colors specific... the colors in the crayola crayon uh you know containers yeah, I, <laughs> like chartreuse versus and you know where does Corellian fall on this scale and well Corellian, Corellian, you know we, we all know about Corellia. You know, I, I could talk about Corellia. I don't know if it's a color, but I could talk about the planet. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and it's funny, My, I am a, a child of the 80s, and my dad knew too many people in the 80s and a little bit in the beginning of 90s who hired someone to do their house. And so that was his introduction to like, oh, this is what interior design is. It's not just like the mom picking out furniture. Like, there's a whole thing to it. And uh, this was the time that Taste forgot. He was like, it's it's awful. Like, everything is so tacky. Everything is so overdone. Everything is so fake. He's like, interior design is BS. I won't swear on you. You can swear. You can um, say bullshit. So That's fine. I was sitting there as a little <laughs> kid being like, oh, okay. I guess I won't do that then. <laughs> and so. 
so I have I have a bunch of books. Follow used to follow blogs of different things. Instagram is my jam. And my husband has just accepted that, like, I'm going to rearrange the furniture, like, every couple of years. If you're lucky, you get a couple years out of it before (laughs) I start moving things. Um, And I'm pretty self-sufficient, which does sometimes get us into trouble. Like, the time I thought I could move our huge sectional sofa alone. And I actually did succeed in moving the sofa, but, like, the carpet got stuck under it. And I couldn't lift it up to get the carpet out so like he came home and it's just in the middle of the room with the carpet scrunched up under it and me like i need help. well at least at least the carpet didn't rip you know no that. no but i i'm very aware that like what i what anyone likes is so subjective and that's something i picked up from my grandma actually when i would look through she her thing was fashion not like home decor person person clothing decor was her jam and we would go through catalogs and she would say it's just as important to know what you don't like as what you do Correct. so like so like i can look at a bunch of italian interiors and i think wow i i just want to put a rug down like it just looks so cold to me but there are people who think that is the height of sophistication the coolest thing you could do the best way to design a room and for them it is and so this whole idea of who has good taste, what is good taste, it's subjective. This there is not there is not one right answer. And so I think But there's one right answer Marie in each is, house. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. And I think that's yes, what, I think that's what Marie is getting at here. Look at this room. You know th- and what Marie has done in this room, no, the wagon wheel table doesn't fit in. Correct. So it's too bad because it sounds like she's saying, like, look, if we had an extra room, I'd let you go hog wild in that room. Right. <laughs> you could do whatever you wanted. Correct. <laughs> um, no, I think part of the issue here so, also is, is yeah. because they're, you know, they're a, they're a couple that are now uh, joining together all of their assets, you know, from, from two yeah. different apartments. So, you know, Marie had her apartment set up the way she wanted. Uh, Jess had his mm-hmm. set up the way he wanted. You know, maybe the wagon wheel did fit in with the motif in his apartment. Maybe it was a Western uh, motif. I don't know. It's very possible. <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yep. with the bar stools. But the who knows? But, you know, when you when you mesh them together, that's where the issue uh, comes up. And Marie is obviously the one taking the lead here. And she's the one who wants yes. to say, OK, this is our living room or den, uh, whatever, whatever room you want to call it. You know, uh, um, there, there are other words for, for, for the living room den. I'm trying to think of what they are right now. Yeah. Can't remember what they can't remember right now what they're called. But, you know, this is the room where people are going to be sitting in. So. We're going to design, I'm going to design it how I want to, you know, I don't care that you have this. Now, what, what the question that I bring up that I ask is, is didn't Marie see what Jess had in his apartment beforehand? You know, wouldn't she have seen that he has this wagon wheel coffee table? I'm assuming that, that I'm assuming she's, you know, at some point been in his apartment up until now. Okay. So there's two things that I believe come up later this week that lead me to wonder well actually one of them's here um is the wagon wheel new the bar stools came with him from his apartment and she has accepted 
the bar stools, but you can tell she's going to get rid of them as soon as she gets a ch- Like, as soon as she has an excuse, those will yes. go. But she's, she's like, she, there, there was a line. Right. Okay. I, and I agree. In this minute, Harry says, Helen and I started out this way. We had bare walls. We got stuff. And then later he calls the wagon wheel a garage sale find. Now that could just be him insulting the wagon wheel coffee table. Okay. All right. Well, Tierney, first of all, you're, you're jumping ahead. Said, you're jumping ahead. <laughs> We're not there yet. I'm just trying to say, perhaps Marie did not bargain up, but perhaps the wagon wheel coffee table is new. <laughs> and she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I did not agree to have this in my apartment. Okay. I, I don't agree with you on that, but we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. So, <laughs> so the conversation continues, you know, when Marie asks, Harry and Sally what they think, and Harry goes, it's nice. And Jess immediately jumps up, thinks that he's won this argument, and goes, case closed. Mm -hmm. And Marie goes, of course he likes it. He's a guy. Sally? And I love the way that uh, Meg Ryan just looks. I mean, the whole whole time, the whole time she she has her hand on, on like, her chest, you know, in in a disgusted look. That, you know, from, from, yeah. from Friday, we've already been able to see her doing this. And then when Marie turns to her and actually asks her about it, you know, she just like, as you said, she scrunches up her face and shakes her head. No, no, <laughs> this isn't, this isn't it. And then Jess goes, so what's so awful about it? And then Marie <laughs> says to her, it's so awful. There's no way to even begin to explain what's so awful about it. And then, you know, Jess makes a classic blunder and says, Honey, I don't object to any of your things. So again, I don't know if that is, you know, a generalization of that what men would say or or whatever. But you know, he, I would think he's in the minority here of you know being able to tell your 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 wife or your female companion that you know that she, that she's not the one who's going to be in control of these things. <laughs> oh. Don't know, don't know. We're not we're not gonna yeah, we're not gonna argue right. here, but. He's trying to take a stand. Yeah, he's trying. trying. And the wagon wheel coffee table is the hill on which he's chosen. Yeah, to I, d- I don't know why. I'm not really sure about that. And it is hard because yeah, he doesn't get backed up by his no, buddy. No, not at all. But 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 Harry's in a different place. We got to give him credit for that. Mm-hmm. You know, we we know that 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 he's going through some sort of hell right now. Uh, but we know that, but Jess doesn't, which also brings up the question, how come, you know, this wasn't something that was mentioned. If, if he's so close with Jess, you know, he, you know, when he walked into the apartment, he could have said, uh, I just bumped into Helen. You know, it, it, it's something that they're letting build mm-hmm. up here. You know, I would think that if I was in this type of situation and I saw one of my best friends, that would be the first thing I would say to him, you know, that I just bumped into her and I'm really not in a good mood right now or, or something's bothering me or whatever the case may be. Um, but apparently Harry is not like that. He's still bottling it up. And then Marie responds yeah. and says, if we had an extra room, you could put all your things in there, including your bar stools. Now, my understanding of this statement is, is that she does, she's not letting him take the bar stools either. You know, if we had an extra room, Maybe. you can put your bar stools in there. Maybe yeah. the bar stools will be sacrificed with the air quotes, oh, well, we would keep them, but we just don't have room. Exactly. Now, it's it's also possible that, that the that the bar stools didn't even make it to this apartment. It could be that she's referring to something that he wanted to bring in. She said, you're not bringing it. There's no room oh, for it. Oh, yeah. Because she's saying, I she's would already- have room, 
for also your barstools, yeah. meaning right now we don't have room for your barstools. So he's already lost an argument. Yes. Maybe that's why he's so determined. It could be. It could be. <laughs> you know, I, I looked up uh, how much it would cost to buy a wagon wheel coffee table that's similar to this. Oh boy! How, how much do you think it would cost nowadays? I have. I have no idea. This is pure, like, find on the side of the Yeah, for sure. Completely. Me. I live in completely. a city. I, I completely agree with you. It's, you know, I just, I did a quick search on the internet. It's not like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure that, that. What'd you find? I found that it was about a thousand bucks. Wow. Okay. So I, I don't know if it's the exact same one Ooh. that Jess bought, that Jess threw out, threw onto the, that it throws yeah. out later this week. I don't know. Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, but that's, I don't know. Some some lot. people want to have the Western motif. I guess. What can I tell you? <laughs> like, I guess. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't spend a thousand dollars on that. That's for sure. You know, no, 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 no. And oh. then Jess objects again to her and says, "No, honey, wait, 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 honey, honey, wait, wait, wait. You don't like my bar stools? Actually, okay, that 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 <laughs> actually negates what I said earlier. So apparently." The bar stools did make it at some point, you know. They, they didn't. They didn't veto them. He didn't realize they were on the chopping block. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and then he turns to Harry and goes, "Harry, come on! Someone has to be on my side." <laughs> now Harry has already slinked away. He's walking towards towards the window. You know, he's staring out at the window. Marie is just being honest here about the way she really thinks about it, and Harry and Sally are just standing there uh, as spectators to this uh, mm. slight argument between the two of them. And and I got to give Marie credit for her response where she says, I am on your side. I'm just trying to help you have good taste. And he goes, I have good taste. And then she says, everyone thinks they have good taste and a sense of humor, but they couldn't possibly all have good taste. Now, I find that really funny that the line is, is that they couldn't have good taste, meaning everyone could have a good sense of humor. You know, I don't know. but uh, in, in the commentary, Rob Reiner says that this was a line that he always says to people. And that's why he incorporated it here. Oh, OK. So he, he gets credit for that for that line. Nice. And then Harry snaps out of his stupor and walks back from the the, the, the window and says, you know, it's funny. We started out like this, Helen and I. We had blank walls. We hung things. We picked out tiles together. Then you know what happened? Six years later, you find yourself singing Surrey with a fringe on top in front of Iron. And I, I love the way how his voice just gets angrier and angrier as he's talking. Yes. You know, it starts off calm and, you know, it's like a snowball, you know, that has a snowball effect. Mm-hmm. And he's slowly getting more and more upset uh, as to what's going on here. And he starts and he's in front of Iron. He just screams it. <laughs> He screams in front of Ira. So I, I looked up I looked up a whole bunch of different uh, meanings of what a wagon wheel is besides the obvious answer of, you know, a wheel of a uh, wagon that they used to use to get across the country to the frontier. You know, do, yeah. do you know of any others? I'm curious to see where this is going because I, it's like, I know you can be on a wagon for a tea, like join the bandwagon, but the wheel itself is new for being like freezes. Correct. Well, I, I was, I was actually even shocked that there are numerous uh, phrases that are used for, you know, wagon wheel. So first of all, you have a uh, wagon wheel award. 
Okay, have you ever heard of the Blue and Gold Wagon Wheel Award? No, I never heard okay, of that. It's the it's it's awarded to the winner of the annual college football game between the Zips of the University of Akron and the Golden Flashes of Kent State University. So it okay. you know as the the name implies, it's the, a wheel from a horse-drawn wagon that is painted blue and gold, the school colors of both universities. And they first started their rivalry in 1946, um, you know, right right after World War II. So they apparently, uh, you know, move move this uh, wagon wheel <laughs> award back and forth uh, every year. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, they they actually play. They've been playing every year since 1992. Up until then. Uh, you know, it wasn't every single year, but now they, they do it every year. Um, and right now, Kent oh, nice. State leads the Wagon Wheel Series 26-24-1. and one. Okay. Yeah. That's not a huge lead, though. Uh, correct. All correct. right. So what what other uh, things are of Wagon Wheel? So th- there's something known as the Wagon Wheel Effect, which is also known as the Stagecoach Wheel Effect or the Stroboscopic Effect. It's an optical illusion in which a spoked wheel appears to rotate differently from its true rotation. The wheel can appear to rotate more slowly than the true rotation. It can also appear stationary or can appear to rotate in the opposite direction from the true rotation. So that's actually really cool. You know, the idea that, that, you know, hmm. that, that it's known, at, you know, it's a, a known type of optical illusion that's known as the, hmm. and so most of the times you actually see it in movies. Okay. When, when it depicts okay. stagecoaches or wagons, so it, it uh, sometimes will happen also when you're looking at helicopters or aircraft propellers or car rims, stuff like that. So there's the optical illusion that it looks as if it's either not moving or that it's going in a different direction or things like that. Hmm. So that's actually really cool. The wagon wheel gets the fame. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now, um, what about uh, wagon wheel pasta? Have you ever heard of that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen those. Yes. That's it's, yummy. Good for crafting. It's called uh, rotelli. <laughs> so it's okay. the, the type of, of pasta that resembles wheels with spokes. <laughs> um, it actually, the name comes from the Italian word for small wheel. Aww. Yeah. And in, in, in the U.S., people just call them wagon wheels. <laughs> <laughs> now, a, a wagon wheel is also a song that was written by Bob Dylan. It was recorded in 1973, and it's been covered numerous times by by other artists, including uh, someone by the name of Nathan Carter and Darius Rucker, and it uh, basically... Oh, that's the Hootie and the Blowfish Ah, guy. There you go. See, if if someone were to say Hootie and the Blowfish, I would know. I don't necessarily know the name of the the particular singer... I hope I got it right. Otherwise, people are like screaming at their radios or phones right now. Could be. Could be. <laughs> so it, it's all about a hitchhiking journey uh, south along the eastern coast of the U.S. from New England uh, through uh, Virginia, and then they with with the destination in North Carolina, uh, where the narrator hopes to see his lover. And as he's traveling through Roanoke, he meets a trucker who's traveling from Philadelphia through Virginia, and he ends up in Tennessee. <laughs> so I don't know. I guess it's the the whole idea of uh, you know someone hitchhiking and just you you go wherever wherever the the road takes you or wherever the driver that you're with takes you. 
or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, so that's actually pretty much all I have for this this minute. You have anything else for this minute before we get into the script? I I want to know if you like this coffee table. Oh, I already told you that I don't. <laughs> okay. okay. I told you. I told well, you I, I won't spend a thousand dollars for one. That's for sure. Well, yes, but there's a wide range between <laughs> won't spend a thousand dollars on it and the face Sally That's cakes. True. <laughs> or or Marie's, you know, there are no words. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But that that's Marie for you, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, that's 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 the way she likes to to, to put things. You know. <laughs> so the the script uh. is pretty much uh the same as in the movie. There are a few minor discrepancies for, for this minute. First of all, uh, when Harry is talking, it says he sits down uh, by the window. You know, and, and he stares out the window, you know, in a sitting position, meaning that that would make it seem even stranger. You know, if, if Harry just walked over to the, you know, to, to the picture window or the door and just sat down in the chair staring out as opposed to just standing there. Yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm actually glad they changed that. It also makes it easier as our week goes up for him to get out, yeah, there, to move. That's that, true, also. You know? Right. So. Um, and in Harry's diatribe, he also mentions the fact that, you know, he says we had blank walls, we hung things, we looked at swatches. <laughs> hey, swatches are going to come up in another movie uh, with a lot of these same makers. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but not no. Billy Crystal. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Hello, Diane. Exactly. And then basically. You know that that's those are the only slight differences in in this minute. So later in the week, we'll we'll have some some larger discrepancies than than what we have here. Yeah, Ooh, all that's right. right. Something something to look forward to. Something. To look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> so every Monday we have a segment called Meg Ryan Monday, where my guests will give their top five Meg Ryan performances. So Tierney, what have you got for us? Huzzah! Well, my top Meg Ryan performance of all time. Well, no, no. Start with number five and work your way up. Oh, okay, okay. Come on, you wanna you wanna raise the anticipation here. You don't wanna you know you don't start with 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 the big and then work your way down. All right, all right. <laughs> uh, for number five, I decided to go with Kate and Leopold, okay. which is Meg Ryan and Hugh Jackman involves time travel, falling in love across time. She's a plucky modern, I think she's supposed to be in advertising or something. It doesn't really matter. No. Uh, but she's, it's its the usual plucky whatever, but she makes you actually care. Like, it's a very, no, it could be a very nothing movie, but the actors in it, are, like, it's her, Hugh Jackman, and Liev Schreiber, and they're all fantastic. So I, I, I decided to put that in number five. I did want to give a really quick, like, honorable mention to her role in IQ, mm-hmm, which, okay. like, she's doing a fabulous job, and I love that movie, but, like, both Kate and Leopold and IQ are not exactly, like, Oscar contenders. No. No, but you don't have to be <laughs> so... an Oscar contender in order for to give a good performance. Yes. So, I, it really was kind of a flip-up, uh, and so Kate and Leopold landed at five for me. At four, I have uh, Sally when Harry met Sally. Um, she's fabulous in this movie. And at three, I have Annie and Sleepless in Seattle. Um, mm-hmm. Both are movies where when Harry and Sally Sleepless in Seattle, they're rom-coms. She's great. 
she gets to do a little bit of like actual acting like she gets to have like some quiet moments of acting and then she also gets to be funny number two i have one of her very early roles carol in top gun i think meg ryan elevates top gun (laughs) in a way uh i mean i love that movie for what it is but her she is just she's so full of life she delivers the lesson of the movie. I mean, just she is heart and soul right there. And then my top one, and the reason I was originally going to start with it, it's kind of a cheat. It's actually, I, I, there was a moment where I was like, oh, I could just list each of these roles separately and be done with this list in two seconds. It is Meg Ryan and Joe versus the volcano. Yeah, I knew you were going there when, when, when with, that premise, with that preface. Three roles. Yeah. <laughs> she plays Patricia, Angelica, and Dee Dee. Three distinct very different people and she's wonderful in all three of them um and it's also my favorite movie so (laughs) i had to go with that for number one for obvious reasons okay understandable so tierney you want to tell people how they can get in touch with you well they can look for me on social media i mentioned instagram is my jam so i have them on instagram um there is a twitter account that i'm not as active with and i'm in a bunch of movies by minutes facebook groups um so my handle is one steel sister o-n-e-s-t-e-e-l-e-s-i-s-t-e-r and if you add a dot com to that that's my website uh that has links to all my guest appearances shows and my book the post road that i wrote <laughs> All right. Very Bring cool. Bring it full circle. There you go. That's the way to do it. <laughs> the way to do it. So, and finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for Move Around Minute. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. Or you can just do a search on, for my website, movearoundminute.com. So, until tomorrow, I'll have what she's having. I'll have what she's having. <laughs> With all your faults, I love you still. It had to be you. Wonderful you had to be you